0: Oh, there's
1: never anything on this time of night. <laughs> <had> <laughs> You didn't know? It's me. It's me. It's that D O W G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS radio network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is that out, Billy Gunn. My name is Armando Alejandro
0: Estrada. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: Hey, it's Rotor Animal. Oh, what a rush. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Binga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And you, or you monkey, stay tuned or you will feel. I am the genius all of glory and renown, Lanny Papa. Well, what's up, all you stars and stars? This is Marriott. Since Heartbreak Kids, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. Turn it up. Turn it up. The world is listening.
2: The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked in to the virtual matrix. Please stand by for all the latest in professional wrestling, video gaming, movies, and entertainment with Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel. What? Yes, he's back. And here is your host. The Force is strong with you. Henceforth, you shall be known as
1: Mr.
2: Money on the mic, JJ Sexy. Remember,
3: all I'm offering is the truth.
4: I think more to the point, we built this network on wrestling radio. Not so much, I don't know, uh, rock and roll per se, but I want to welcome everybody to a a jam-packed edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS radio network. Yes, we built wrestling radio right here on this particular network. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to the Power Andy Knowles for holding down the fort, bringing you guys a special Friday edition of the Pro Wrestling Rewind on this big SNS double header doubleheader. A uh, lot of things I had planned for tonight. I'm not really sure if we're going to have a guest tonight, which is fine. Um, Andy's already covered news of the week, so I guess we won't be talking much news of the week uh, with the fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly, but uh, he will be joining me momentarily to discuss the happenings on SmackDown tonight. Uh, but with that being said, I am... Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sex aid. You know, I never really thought this all caps thing was going to get off the ground. It was kind of a joke initially by me and Trey. And, you know, now everybody calls me all caps. Been that way for quite a while now. I guess the two just go hand in hand, but it is what it is. But again, welcome, everybody, to another uh, edition of Unplugged right here on your Friday night. Thank you for, uh, you know, joining us in the chat room, listening on the stream Listening to the archive, uh, you guys are really who we're doing the show for. So thank you so much uh, for continuing to give us support here on the SNS Radio Network. But with that being said, uh, we are going to go about ninety minutes tonight because uh, if if not, the wife's going to be tapping the foot, waiting to work, and uh, I can't be having that, folks. So we're going to go ninety minutes tonight. This uh, this awesome edition of Unplugged. We're going to talk SmackDown. We're going to bring Sean on. He's going to talk about some gaming news. I've got some movie news that I kind of want to talk about. But uh, without that, that being said, let's go ahead and, and jump into the SmackDown recap. But before I do, I want to go ahead and bring on my special co-host. And I do mean special. And we're talking short, but special, people. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the owner-operator of Headlocks to HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. The one, the only, the freaking foreign kid, Chris Kelly. Special co-host? Meep, really?
5: meep. Meep,
4: meep. <laughs> we are one minute into this broadcast, and I'm all, and I'm always being called special. Curly, you are a special dude. We love you, man. It's all good.
5: This is true. Not many people will be up at 4 a.m. doing talk about men and tight, so...
4: One of a kind, I, brother. One of a kind.
5: I think the word special for this one night can be probably right to to describe me, but... Man, I am tired as heck. I've been up for about 24 hours now with, with no sleep. So Damn. It, yeah, because it's all part of, like, I'm, I'm now getting fitter in, and in shape, and I wake up each morning about 5 a.m. to go for a jog. So I've been up for about 23 hours with no sleep. Plus that, plus Euro game up, plus wrestling, plus SmackDown, plus PS3. There ain't no sleep man, there ain't no Rest of the wicked,
4: so if I pass out you know why. Uh, you know what, I take back my, my statement that you're special. Brother, you're hardcore. But am I hardcore country? Uh <laughs> you, you might be hardcore in your country, but you're probably not hardcore country. <laughs> I'll take it. It's a
5: new it's a new marker for, for this week.
4: But true that, true that. So I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and get things started with the SmackDown recap for tonight. This basically was the show that gave us all the fallout from Night of Champions. Your Mark Henry, that is the question. Do you know your enemies on the SmackDown roster? Very good question.
5: Wouldn't it be anyone that's going for that world title? That would usually be your enemy.
4: That would normally be your enemy. And, you know, the thing that really surprises me is, you know, I know Christian is, you know, on this, I want one more title match. I want my shot. I didn't expect him to be one of the first to come out of the woodwork and say, yeah, I want to go against Mark Henry.
5: Yeah, I mean, usually when when they're heel in the title match, he becomes a little bitch. So when he kind of stepped up to become a man, I'm not saying he's turning a face, but that's kind of a facing to do, right? It's kind of a manly thing to go put uh, put up out there to face a guy that just basically killed Orton out of the pay per view. So
4: it is what it is. Well, but, yeah, uh, I mean, seriously, if you're if you're a guy like Christian who can't get it done against Randy Orton. And you're taking on the guy, the biggest baddest guy in the SmackDown roster right now, the World Heavyweight Champion Mark Henry, who's been known to initiate people into his Hall of Pain. I mean, he's already taken out Kane. He's taken out the Big Show. Um, hell, this past Monday night, he took out Jerry Lawler.
5: You know, he he also end, end, quote unquote ended the career of Cudlow.
4: Yeah, they. You know, yeah. I mean, he ended the career of Kozlov. I mean, he hurt him so bad they had to future endeavor the guy. That's pretty damn hurt. Maybe
5: they should give Mark Henry the title of Mister Future Endeavor, and not John Lonnitis.
4: Good old Johnny Laryngitis.
5: Speaking of, speaking of John Laryngitis, he was on the back down. Um, basically, he he. But said that he's now COO and he's going to run the show. Well, not not literally, but. He was in the ring with the whole SmackDown crew around him, um, and, a pa- and he says, uh, and he brings out Mark Henry. Mark Henry, the usual, I'm champion, blah, 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 blah. That, that, they were, that, that, were was literally the promo. Now, um, and basically, uh, what happens next? Uh,
4: um, well, now hold on a second. He said more than blah, 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 blah. To my recollection, he said that it took him 15 years to win the World Heavyweight Championship, and yeah. he's going to keep it for the next 15, which I thought was, man, that's that's a good promo. That's very relevant. You know, I mean, a lot of people shit on Mark Henry. A lot of people say, why is this guy the champion? Just because he's been there for 15 years doesn't give him the right to be the World Heavyweight Champion. You're right. Just because you have uh, tenure or seniority in a company doesn't make you the best, but I will say that I feel, and I've felt like this for the last couple of years, it took Mark Henry about 10 years to finally hit his stride, but I think he was showing promise in 2006, his feud with The Undertaker, thought his run on ECW as the champion was good. You know, I hated that they put him over on Raw as the uh, comedic relief, the go-to tag team partner for everybody, in his big Kool-Aid, you know, singlet. Hey, Kool-Aid. You know, but now... We've seen, uh, we've seen a story progression with Mark Henry, uh, you know, starting with the Big Show, you know, taking him out because the Big Show was in a bad mood. And, you know, to quote unquote the Big Show, it kind of, un, you know, awakened a sleeping giant. And I think they've done a fantastic job progressing Mark Henry to go in from being, uh, you know, that that sideshow, you know, fat Kool-Aid guy to a menacing monster a dominant heel champion, and I think he's going to hold this belt for a while. I'd be surprised if mm. they put it back on Orton. I think Henry is your go-to guy for the next little bit. The era of, of Henry has officially begun, and you know what? I think he deserves it. You know, for a guy that was given a lot of shitty gimmicks, you know, obviously being the father of a hand that Mae May Young gave birth to, you know, being sexual chocolate, I really feel like he's finally found his calling, he finally has that gimmick that he should have been given years ago. I mean, you just look at the guy. He's certifiably scary.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite refreshing to, to see to see someone long-term become a monster. I mean, we, we're seeing guys who are already at like top of their game become world champion, guys like Seamus. But to see Mark Henry progress from... Being the father of a hand to being the dominant hill in SmackDown is great. And i like say, he's earned it and full and like full credit to him and let's just let hope that he just runs violent right on SmackDown because I don't want to see another Randy Orton title reign. Orton to me is boring as hell. He's to quote Austin, he is
4: one dimensional and needs to spice up his shit. You know, he's a, he's a great in ring talent, but you know, and I like Randy Orton. I think he's very fluid in the ring. Um, I think his character's gotten stale. I liked him much better as the heel. You know, I loved the uh, the Legend Killer. I loved, you know, the Apex Predator back when, you know, he was out of control. You know, punt-kicking guys left and right. You know, just running around, trying to electrocute John Cena with the pyro, trying to blow him up at extreme rolls. That's the Randy Orton that I thought was better. And then they turned him face, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay. He's face now because he smiles and waves to the crowd, basically. Um, yeah, okay, never a big fan of that progression, but, you know, I got an opportunity, and I've seen this movie about a thousand times. You probably, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but back in the 80s, there was a, a popular franchise made popular by Sylvester Stallone. It was called Rocky, and <laughs> in Rocky Three, um, it featured an appearance, of course, by Hulk Hogan, where he had a, a wrestling match with Rocky Balboa, but they were building up to this big anticlimactic fight between Rocky Balboa and his number one contender, uh, Mr. T, who portrayed the character of Clubber Lang. And I got to be honest, when I look at Mark Henry, I mean, granted, he's not built like Mr. T. But the character that he is portraying right now is pretty closely resembled to the uh, Mr. T Clubber Lang character from Rocky Three. You know, at one point in the fight, or before the fight, the, the announcer's talking to him when he gets ready to have the rematch after he's already beaten Rocky Balboa, and Rocky gets his rematch at the end of the film, and the announcer asks him, "What what's your prediction for tonight? And he says, my prediction? My prediction is painful. It just reminds me so much of this Mark Henry character, and uh, I think they've done a fantastic job, once again, really solidifying Mark Henry. And it's yeah. about time.
5: Yeah, and and it is quite refreshing because we are used to seeing the same guys on top. We're used to seeing Cena on or or the other one. So it's quite refreshing to have a big ballast hill that in in reality should never a belt Because if you think in reality, which guy in, in reality could actually beat someone that big and that strong?
4: Well, Not you much. know, and here's another kudos. You know, and I mentioned this on WNL, but... This is the to my knowledge the third African American world heavyweight champion. Yeah, Booker Ron Simmons was the first and you had Booker and now you've got Mark Henry. Yep. So that, that's another, you know, that's another thing that's kind of a milestone. And as long as he doesn't run around saying Mr. T lines like hey sucker, hey fool. You know, I pity the fool, sucker. I guess we'll be okay.
5: Don't, give my ideas, because it it is now it is now entertainment, and that and that would be pretty damn funny. So that that doesn't happen. But basically, uh, this, this, the, the whole opening segment sets up that I believe Christian will be facing Mark Henry in the main, in the lumberjack match for the number one contendership. I think I'm right there. Um, so that sets up that that and I. uh, Yeah, Mark
4: Henry... Hold on. on. Did you just say there was a lumberjack match with a number one contendership? Yeah, am I wrong? Yes, you're wrong. It was actually a world title match where Christian took on Mark Henry and Randy Orton would face the winner at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. That's kind of backwards, in my opinion. Wouldn't it be better to have the number one contendership on time? Well, you know... Well, yeah, I see what you're saying, but you know, Christian wanted his title match, so he got one.
5: Okay. So that yeah, I was honestly watching SmackDown. So if I fuck up, blame me. To, don't blame me. Blame your gamer.
4: That's all right. I'm here to correct you on it, so it's all good. Um, our first, well, our first match of the night, we see Sheamus take on who else? SmackDown's most famous jobber as of late. Yes, I'm talking about Heath Slater.
5: So, and there's a whole lot of ginger on TV at the, at the moment in time.
4: There was a lot of ginger in that match. You're right, and it ended with a ginger getting a kick in the face.
5: So ginger won one. No, um, Seamus she- won.
4: Yeah, Seamus I mean, kicked Ginger in the face and pinned him. So it. Uh,
5: so I I think if official we might as well just start calling Heath Slater the Bro- uh, Brooklyn World Number Two or the Job Squad.
4: You know, my so question, that? my question during this match: Did anybody have to adjust the color on their TV?
5: Yes, yeah, so I I actually had hit, I actually had hit it a few times. to Make sure that, it, that I actually had it in color.
4: Did it look like two invisible guys wrestling in a ring? I mean, you know, you have to you have to adjust the contrast. It was kind of crazy.
5: Yeah, pretty, pretty much. That, that, that that's how it went. So, uh, what do we have have after Sheamus' uh, segment with a great color, I believe?
4: Oh yeah, yes, Christian, the- Christian in the backstage area trying to get uh, reinforcements in this lumberjack match. You know, trying to get everybody to help him out. Uh, you know, by beating Mark Henry. And, of course, uh, he talks with the great Khali. Uh, I still don't understand what was said, but, you know.
5: Blah, 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 blah.
4: Something like that. I mean, you know, I used to be able to, to, to uh, you know, quote Kali pretty well. But, I don't know, since, since he's been hanging out with Jinder Mahal, I just I, I, I can't understand his language anymore. Well, speaking of different languages,
5: we had two different foreign people in the ring. We have Wade Barrett versus Justin, uh, yeah, Justin Gabriel.
4: So we had an Englishman and a South African, is what you're telling me.
5: Pretty much. That would be it. Uh, the winner, Wade Barrett, formerly of the Nexus and the Core. Uh, it, it is what it is. I, I, I only do think that Justin Gabriel had a bright future. I mean, he can wrestle, but he, he, he can also be a high flyer. So I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what it do with, with uh Gabriel. I could see him easily winning one, one of the mid card titles because we are we, we do know that he's prone to be an attack, attacking wrestler. But I would not uh, begrudge to see him possibly winning the uh, mid card titles. But we will see. Um, you know, I in,
4: I I really want to see them do something with Barrett.
5: Yeah, that 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 guy is a star. But, I mean, would you put him against, like, how would you put him in in, in the world title pitcher? Would you turn him face? Or would you have two heels go for the world title? Well,
4: right now, I mean, he really, you can't put him in the title picture with Henry right now. I mean, I don't think Wade Barrett would work as a face. I like him as a heel. I just, I don't know that that's the way that you want to go with him. It's, it's sad that a guy like Wade Barrett, who was, Um, on such a a momentum last year, you know, with the whole Nexus and uh, was one of the top guys in the company and even being a rookie at that. And now he's just kind of dwindling in the mid-card. They don't really have anything for him at this point. You know, he he had uh, the run where he, you know, wrestled Ezekiel quite a bit, you know, when the core broke up. But, I mean, nothing really has come of it. It's kind of sad. Yeah. And,
5: like, I, I'm not quite sure how this guy's not been a world champion with the whole Nexus thing, but you know what it is like with, with WWE, they're quite scared to make new stars. And Wade Barrett and guys like Sheamus are stars that just need time to shine. But, you know, in, in WWE, same old, same old uh, reigned over new and upcoming talent, right? Uh, what, what we have now... We we then have Christian looking for more reinforcements. He talks to Ezekiel Jackson. Uh, Christian f- and think believes that he's got an agreement with Jackson and that they'll see each other in the back. Uh, no, sorry, in the ring. Sorry. Uh, next up, AJ Lee. Versus, uh, sorry, yeah, AJ Lee and Kaylin versus the Divas of Doom. Guess who won this match? Guess who won? Do you think it was the 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 Jobbers? Or the um, probably most over divas on the roster. Hmm.
4: Let me think about this. Uh, AJ, Caitlin, Beth, Natalia. Oh, man. Where's Alex Trebek when I need him? I mean, I would love to have the Jeopardy! Music playing in the background right now, but I, I just I don't have it. Um, oh, God, this is such a hard question to answer, Crowley. Why'd you put me on the spot, man? Damn.
5: Because you are a wrestling journalist, JJ. You meant to know the answer like that.
4: I'm not supposed to be pressured. You can't just ask me this stuff at the last minute. I, I'm oh, supposed oh, to be prepared for this. Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 got it. It was, um, 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 Gail Kim and Awesome Kong for the win, Alex. Yeah, 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 yes. Those they ran in. It was unannounced.
5: It, it wasn't even. It wasn't even in the spoilers. they they in and they won the match. That's that's what happened. And or Natalia and Beth Phoenix won, won a
4: Grand Slam. Which, so, so which of you, prefer? What you're saying is that Beth Phoenix hits the Glam Slam and they get the win. And they actually looked good for the first time in, say, I don't know, three weeks.
5: Yeah, that that would be it. I mean, apparently the only reason, uh, the, the only way people can uh, defeat uh, Beth Phoenix and, and Natalia is if they're getting over in the back. And I'm not saying that's happening to with AJ and Caitlin.
4: We all know Kelly Kelly's getting over in the back. (laughs) Apparently so. (laughs) Apparently so. Did I say getting over or bending over? I don't know. Either one works, I guess. Same thing. Thank you, you, Randy Orton.
5: Uh, That that, that, is a good takeaway. Next up, we have Orton versus Cody Rhodes. Um, This is pretty much a
4: prison rape match, to be honest. We we go from Kelly Kelly being bit over to a prison rape match with with Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes. That is a segue, my friend. <laughs> that is how you work it right there. And uh, uh, Cody Rhodes wins Riot
5: right EQ. Now I'm not I I, I kind of missed the post match, but did they show Cody Rhodes bleeding at all? Because of course he was bleeding like a little bitch.
4: No, they they actually they cut the footage from that, and I know I was listening to the rewind uh, prior to the show, and I know that uh, I'm kind of in agreement with with uh, with Andy because I think that cutting it from the show was a good thing. I mean, granted, especially you know with you know having kids watching the show, I don't really want to see Cody Rhodes busted open that bad, and WWE is trying to get away from showing blood, so I think that they made the right decision by. Uh, cutting that footage I think that was you know absolutely um, a very good decision on their part I don't think that Cody was supposed to be cut open I think that Randy was supposed to brutalize him yes but I don't think it was supposed to get to that point and you know accidents happen in the ring and I think Cody got bled you know the hard way and you know that that happened so yeah I, I applaud their decision to, to cut the footage but man what a gruesome sight I mean Cody really took one for the team. Uh, you know, he, he I, I think kicked.
5: I was thinking this could be a way, it, because of course, in, in my opinion, Cody Rhodes could be a, like a top tier wrestler. They could play, like, they could play the fact that he was like, like don't show it on TV, like just like show it on WWE.com. The fact that Autumn beat the half out of him and that Rhodes has to vacate the uh, icy belt, and then have Rhodes come back and step up to the main event and then gives someone like Ted uh, Ted DiBiase the IC uh, the IC belt to, to, to run with whilst Cody Rhodes goes to the main event.
4: I really felt like they should have put the IC belt on on Ted at, uh, at night of champions. You know, not and I know people are like what? Why does Ted DiBiase deserve the championship? It's not a matter of deserving the championship. The fact of the matter is you've got this relationship between Orton or excuse me, you've got this relationship, you had a relationship between Orton Rhodes and DiBiase, but the relationship between you know DiBiase and Rhodes has soured. Obviously, uh, we know that he's no longer the lackey of Cody Rhodes and DiBiase, and I think that by having him break away, and really that match was made at the last possible minute from last week's SmackDown. I think it would have been more fitting to have Cody lose the belt to Ted, whether it was only a short-term loss or not because he wasn't prepared to face Ted DiBiase. And that was something that he wasn't expecting, especially considering that Cody Rhodes has the um, the arrogance and he's very cocky. And when you have a situation where you've got someone under your wing who breaks out away from you and starts to get a little successful, you obviously, as Cody Rhodes probably felt, uh, you, you took him lightly and felt like, felt like uh that was the way to go so you know he could have at any given time taken advantage of the situation caught cody off guard and been the champion now granted they could have had a couple of rematches and maybe they're still going to do that but for the surprise factor i thought it worked a lot better to have uh you know ted go over cody we didn't get that you know who knows if, if ted would have been a draw as the intercontinental champion but like I said, it reminds me of the situation they did back at SummerSlam. I think it was 90 or 91, maybe 91, when Mr. Perfect was the champion and he took a last-minute challenge from the Texas Tornado, uh, Kerry Von Erich, and then was promptly beat by Kerry Von Erich and lost the Intercontinental Championship. He got it you know, back like a month or two later. But that's what the situation kind of reminds me of. And I think they could have capitalized on it and really done something there, but they decided that, you know, eh, we're going to keep the belts on Cody. So we'll see what happens.
5: Yeah, and I think Ted DiBiase kind of, he, he has kind of been lackluster ever since Maurice sucked his whole career down to a black hole. So maybe that whole belt could
4: have um, kind of given him a bit more emphasis, but you know, I, it the- I, I, I agree, and I think that they, they missed the boat with him and Maurice. I know that you know everybody's like, well, she was the worst thing that happened to him, and she was because she took away everything he had going for him. Uh, had they played the storyline differently, and maybe had her take some of his money, you know, uh, maybe the million dollar belt, you know, had she been cheating on him with say like the Miz or something, where you could have put Ted DiBiase as a sympathetic babyface against the Miz when he was the Hill Champion. I really think that might have been the direction that they could have gone. It was just a missed opportunity with uh, with Ted and Maurice that they never capitalized on. And you know, had I booked it, it would have went a completely different way. But that's just you know my fantasy booking, mind you. Take that with a grain of salt. And twenty five cents, and you can't buy a cup of coffee. But you can try.
5: Um, So we have Christian once again trying to find more friends in the back. Runs into Sheamus. Um, basically, like I saying, he's, he's trying to find someone to help him in, in the uh, in the old dumb joke match, and Seamus made some joke about being from um, Idaho. But I don't really care. Um, next up, we see the Great Kali versus Jinder Mahal. Um, it happened. Uh, I think people cared less about this than they did for, for the
4: Divas match. You know, um, here's the thing with Kali and Jinder Mahal. They never let this angle really get off the ground. It had promise in the beginning. And then as the weeks went on, it got stale really quick. And it went from being, we've got this young guy on the roster that we think might be a superstar to, okay, this isn't working. Let's put the great Kali over Jinder Mahal. Um, something must be wrong there. I don't know if it's you know. I mean, we've seen gender in matches where he's had squash matches. I don't know if I don't know if the situation is there where he can't have long matches and make them look good. He has to squash people in order to look dominant. That might be the case. I mean, the longest matches he's had has been with guys like Daniel Bryan, um, who can make a broomstick look good. And I think that's really. The problem they're having. I think that they saw this character and thought, all right, let's do something. Let's try to, you know, get some new stars. You know, uh, this new star initiative with Triple H, bringing in Sankara, bringing in Jinder Mahal from India. Um, I think that it might have been a bit soon to bring Jinder up. And I think that the way they handled the angle was piss poor. And it looks like to this point, with, you know, Kali not only beating, you know, Jinder Mahal this week, but. Was it last week when he beat both Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal when they attacked him? The writing's on the wall, folks, and it's in crayon. I think that Jinder Mahal might be released soon.
5: Yeah, and I mean, it, uh, I mean, and I know they take, take, take him off TV and give him a brand new character. His character is kind of like Orton. It's kind of one-dimensional. So let's see if WWE creative can, can do their job and be creative, but.
4: I mean I mean go go back to go back to the beginning of this whole storyline. You know, when you've got Great Kali and and Ranjan Singh in the back and you know, they run into Jinder Mahal and they're all excited to see Jinder because he's supposed to be this big deal. You know, they acted like he was this, you know, big star or something, like he was something special. You know, Kali's smiling, "Oh, yeah, yeah," you know, and and Ranjan Singh is like, "Oh, Jinder Mahal, what are you doing here?" And you know, it went from that to, "Oh, he's a family member." Always oh, married to our sister. Oh, well, now Jinder is controlling Khali because he's going to slander our sister. It was just stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it had promise in the beginning, and then they totally just pulled the ball out from underneath these guys. You know, I mean, Kali is what he is. He's not a technical dynamo. He's not someone that's going to go out and have a five-star match. He's a big guy who can barely move in the ring. And I thought that initially when they put these two together... They'd put them together as a tag team, maybe give them a run with the tag team championships, and then have gender turn on Kali, and Kali put gender over. I thought that was the direction that they were going in. Um, certainly not the direction they're going now. Like I said, it was stale, and it looks like it's just completely fallen off the tracks now.
5: Yeah, that's pretty
4: much. I think they hit, hit the nail on the head. They were oh, to be creative. Hold on a second. To Rockport in the chat. I know that he's not from India. K-fabe. I know that Jinder Mahal is not from India. I know this because I know him personally. Because I've worked shows with him here in Canada. His name is Raj. Tiger Raj Singh is his gimmick name here in Canada. Trust me, I know he's from Canada. You're not telling me anything new, brother. Kayfabe Cafe.
5: Um. So next up, we had Singh Kara. Mr. Daniel Bryan. I think this was Sin Cara A. I I think it was the original Sin Cara. Yes,
4: it was. was, uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name. It was Mystico, yes. You can tell it's Mystico because he has the blonde hair. And he's shorter. And he's shorter, and he doesn't have as big a frame as as Hunico.
5: So, uh, basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Sin Cara B comes down towards the end of the match. And kind of does twin magic. Well, not really twin magic, but. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't
4: twin magic. It was uh, Sin is about to win. huniko decides to come out and steal the spotlight from Sin and hit a nasty-looking senton and get the win over Daniel Bryan. Now, here's my problem with this whole scenario. First of all, we've got Sin versus Sin which I called, I told every one of you when they replaced him, that was the direction that they were going in. made no sense otherwise, if the guy was coming back from suspension, to have another guy portray him. So I knew that that was the key, that they were going to do this. But not only are you having a stupid angle where it's Sin Cara versus Sinkara, when one of them clearly can talk and the other cannot, but now you've got a guy in Daniel Bryan who won money in the bank. He's carrying the briefcase. He's the number one contender to the World Heavyweight Championship whenever he decides to turn it in. And since winning that briefcase, Daniel Bryan has not won one single match on SmackDown Raw or anything else that I have seen him on. He won one match
5: on Superstars a few weeks back. I think on SmackDown he's won like an eight, but, dude, no,
4: nobody watches superstars, which is something we'll get to when we talk a little news after SmackDown. But, I mean, that's the problem. On the main roster shows where he should be, you know, somebody that they're building up as a credible world championship contender, he's the guy, just like Heath Slater, He goes out, he's the enhancement talent, he's putting people over. Well, then what was the point of putting the fucking money in the bank briefcase on him? It boggles the mind.
5: I uh, I think, and I think you said it before. They're trying to go for an underdog wrestler here, to, and by and like by having him lose and kind of lose credibility on TV, they and then possibly or catching it at Mania. Maybe they want him to be the like either he's the first guy to lose it, or he's going to be like catch it in on like on Mark Henry and then somehow win win by a fluke. I think they're trying to push him as the the under, the undercard wrestler.
4: That would be like the Brooklyn Brawler jobbing for 20 years, and then all of a sudden he gets a fucking world title match. How believable is that?
5: Yeah, but Daniel Bryan is a better wrestler than um, Brooklyn Brawler.
4: Oh, wait wait a second. I just thought about that statement. and Brooklyn Brawler actually did get a world title match against Shawn Michaels back in 97-98. Never mind. Moving on.
5: So yeah, Singkara B or A or A Sinkara won a match.
4: Um Hunako. Hunako won the match. Or Hunakara as, as he's he's been called in the chat room. Hunakara. Hunakara. Um,
5: we have Christian outside Randy Orn's locker room. Out comes Zack Ryder. Uh, Christian tells Zach that he looked good on Raw, blah 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 blah. And he said and Zach says that he won't be helping uh, Christian, I I I, I believe.
4: Um, well, yeah, cause he's talking to Hugh Jackman, you know, he's a big deal now. You know, he, he, he punched, you know, I mean, Hugh Jackman punched Dolph Ziggler and allowed, allowed Zach Ryder to beat the U S champion on Monday night raw, which technically makes him the number one contender to the United States championship. If they don't play this up, I'm going to be upset.
5: Oh, and like have
4: have Hugh Jackman like running the cost Dolph the match at some point. Oh no, he doesn't have to now. He's already he's already done the damage. Literally, he's already done the damage to Dolph Ziggler. But I think that now, with without Hugh Jackman in his corner, I think the next possible whether it's a pay per view match or Raw, whenever Zack Ryder gets his opportunity to face, um, Dolph Ziggler, I think it would speak volumes. To have Ziggler get overconfident and then drop the belt to Zack Ryder and give Zack Ryder that push, you know, then you could obviously go with the storyline of you know Dolph was upset, he's been stressed out over the Vicky Jack Swagger scenario, you know, and then you slowly start to turn Dolph Ziggler face, break him away from Vicky, uh, you know, put him in a feud with Jack Swagger, have Swagger and Vicky screw him over. I mean, there's so many ways to turn Ziggler babyface and really push him. Uh, to that next level. I think he's really the guy on Raw, uh, You know, aside from a guy like CM Punk, who's already established, uh, aside you know from The Miz, who's established. I think that doing that with Dolph Ziggler, I know Riley's getting a big push now, but I think Dolph Ziggler should be that guy. I'm sorry. I, I think that he's paid his dues. Uh, he's a very, very talented guy. He's good on the stick. He's great in the ring. Uh, I think Ziggler should be the guy that's moving up to the main event soon.
5: But the only problem is his name. His name is sounds kind of adunculous.
4: It doesn't. It like, doesn't. It, I mean, really, Dolph Ziggler's not that bad a name,
5: right? But it's not a name that I would expect to see on like a marquee, like a marquee name. Like, I would like like kind of how they changed on John, uh, Johnny uh, Morrison to no sorry from Nitro to to, to Morrison.
4: See, I like Nitro better. I like Johnny Nitro better than I like Johnny Morrison. You know, I'm a a Morrison fan. But my stock in Morrison is dropping. And it's been dropping for a while.
5: That's because dick's Dick still in Molina.
4: I thought they broke up.
5: They are in an open relationship, JJ.
4: (laughs) The problem is it's so open. She's with everybody and he's with nobody.
0: Yep, open he's is supposed left. to be
4: double-sided. I mean, granted, he's probably with Kelly Kelly. Who knows? He might have been one of the 11. I don't know. But if you're I, in an open relationship, then by God, have an open relationship.
5: I think the whole uh, Melina Morrison thing kind of reminds me of that WNL um, address about while she's shagging someone else, you're, you're, you're doing that. Well Melina's shagging someone, he's busy jobbing.
4: Listen, all I, all I can say about Melina and her open relationship she fucked Mike Knox, y'all. That's just fucking nasty. The beard, Mike Knox. DD. Mike dude, it fucking was a beard. Knox, dude. Dude, that beard,
5: it, it was a beard. That, that, that's what it was. Beard got... leaveable Mike Knox. Moving on. So next up, we have Air Boom taking on arguably the best tag team in WWE right now, the Usos. Um, good match. And I still don't know how the Usos have not got those titles. Um, But air boom, get the victory. But as I say, I would like to see the Usos at some point win those belts because the Usos, in my opinion, are probably the best tag team right now in WWE. But uh, next up, we have the main event, Mark Henry defending his world title against Christian in a lumberjack match, I actually missed the end of this match, so you have to
4: tell me what the hell, what the hell happened. What the end of the lumberjack match? Yes. Hmm, let me see. Um, all I remember was Mark Henry pinned Christian. That was pretty much it. I know that uh, Randy Orton looked uh, looked pretty ferocious in the ring afterward. Um, you know, he he was in the ring as the show went off the air. And showing his aggressiveness. I like the fact that they're giving Randy Orton a, a shot. I mean, because really, I think he looked great in his match with uh, with Cody. After losing the world title, Randy Orton needed to have a fire lit under his ass. He needed to go out there and he needed to be dominant. Um, he needed to prove a point. That he's still relevant and despite the fact that he's not the champion, he's still in the hunt. And as he said in his promo, he's going, he's going straight to hell to get his title back. Um, I like that they're taking that avenue. Uh, Watching Randy Orton clean the house in the ring at the end of the match, uh, he looked strong. He looked dominant. And, you know, Henry walked up the rampway looking back at him, and you could could see genuine concern in the face of Mark Henry wondering how much longer he was going to have that belt. And I thought they did a good job of portraying that um, on television with that.
5: But the only problem is, like, by having two weeks between Night Champions and Hell in a Cell, it's quite hard to sell me on a pay per view.
4: Agreed, you know, and this is something that we've always bitched about on this show, on WNL Sunday Night Showdown, any of the shows that I have any affiliations with. I, I love the fall, mind you, because of video game season. Uh, you know, November, my birthday's in November, and so this is the time of year that I really enjoy. Wrestling used to be really good in the fall because you were getting ready to build up those storylines going into WrestleMania. What I don't like is that for the last couple of years, last several years, there is two pay-per-views in October and three within about a six-week period. And I fucking hate that shit. You know, you cannot build a good pay-per-view off two weeks. I'm not happy with the whole gimmick pay-per-view name. You know, you've got Hell in the Cell. Well, I'd much rather have a Knight of Champions or a King of the Ring or even, you know, a Vengeance or something more than I would want to have a Hell in the Cell gimmick pay-per-view where I'm going to have two Cell matches, possibly three when it was ECW. I It's just so fucking overdone. You know, you don't need to have three pay-per-views in a span of six fucking weeks. It's I overkill. Think
5: that WWE have uh, doing how to sell because it's their gift to me. Because of course that pay-per-view is on my birthday. So I think it WWE going. You know what, Chris deserves a pay-per-view just for his birthday.
4: So. But, but see, what I'm saying is, I'd rather have yeah. Hell in a Cell be a gimmick match they do at a Survivor Series or at a WrestleMania, you know, just like Money in the Bank. Did we really need two Money in the Bank matches? Why couldn't we have left that on either left it at WrestleMania or had it be a big gimmick match for SummerSlam? I mean, if you didn't want to do it at WrestleMania, do it at SummerSlam. But you don't need to do a Money in the Bank pay-per-view with two Money in the Bank matches. You know, you don't need to do an Elimination Chamber with two Elimination Chamber matches. You know, and I bitch about this constantly. I'm sick of doing the same fucking shit over and over again. Do something innovative. Make it different. You know, one of the things I hated about TNA was their fucking lockdown pay-per-view. Because every fucking match is in a cage. And guess what? Every match that's in the cage is a different fucking match. Because Russo's got to throw out a bunch of gimmicks.
5: Yeah, but I mean, and 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 this that of course, like the whole Johnson being given the belt because Raw uh, we went down to a 2.8, one wherever it was. WWE are scared to do something new. They think that they they try from one week if it fails, they go back to Plan A. I mean, why not just try something unique? whilst your ratings are down because of course, don't, don't they? The ratings change each week. Because, like, uh, do, uh, they like different things are on. Like, football's on or whatever. So they have to try something new because you can't rely on John Cena or Randy on being here in 25 years unless they're going to be Hulk Hogan. So they need to try, like, whilst they're down at a 2.1 or whatever it is, oh, or 2.8,
4: something, something new. What? But they won't.
5: You know, I'm, the, look, I'm, looking the the,
4: I'm looking in the chat room. Sorry to cut you off. I'm looking in the chat room, and, and Anthony Farley says, you know, they should have a Saturday night's main event instead of another pay-per-view this soon. Agreed. You know, I think we yeah. all be happy with a Saturday night's main event instead of a pay-per-view, but the problem is they don't draw good numbers on CBS or NBC or whatever fucking NBC, I guess. They don't draw good numbers on that affiliate when they do those shows. You know, back in the day, they used to draw mad numbers on, you know, Saturday night's main event. But they don't do that anymore because they don't build things the way they used to do. You go back, and, you know, and maybe it's just because I'm I'm a stickler and, and I love the classics and I grew up on stuff. But, and I don't even know if you've ever seen any of this stuff, but have you ever watched any of the old Royal Rumbles, Crelly, from like the early 90s?
5: Yeah, I've seen, I've, I've seen a few, yeah.
4: Do you remember the opening of the, of, of the show's? Where, you know, you'd have the macho man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, I am the
2: macho man. And tonight at the Royal Rumble, I'm going to throw over 29 other men and be the WWE champion. Oh, yeah, dig it.
4: You know, and then you'd have Hulk Hogan. Well, you know something, brother dude. You know, and you'd have the Ultimate Warrior. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. And you'd have all these guys. Like, whatever happened to the production values there? That was fucking epic, and now you don't get that. It's just like, oh, it's another pay-per-view. We're just going to have Battle Royal, and somebody's going to win. 29 other guys are not. It's supposed to be a big deal because the winner is supposed to go to WrestleMania, and he's supposed to get a title shot, but hey, we got a pay-per-view in February that we really don't need, and we're going to put the title up for grabs anyway. Overkill. That's what it is. That's the simple
5: answer to all that. WWE are so busy trying to pump out pay-per-view, trying to pump out a network, trying to entertain the kids to all that. They're no longer a wrestling company, right? They have to go for all forms of media. So they've got their focus all over the shop instead of at the door. So, I mean, that's a problem with wrestling. It's no longer wrestling. It's now entertainment and... You might end up having a, a fucking cooking show with the big show and his wife. What True more can that. I say about
4: that? True. True that, my friend. True that.
5: <laughs> so, yeah, that ended uh, SmackDown. It was an okay show. Better than Raw, in my opinion. War was fucking boring as hell. I'd give it a C. It did its job.
4: I'll give it a B minus because I really like the build they're going with Mark Henry. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, I'm not big on this whole Jinder Mahal, Great collie squash thing not big on the Cara versus Cara thing. I'm not happy about, you know, Brian losing again. Um so I'll give it a, I'll give it a B minus, you know, somewhere between a B minus and a C plus. You know, just barely a B, you know. That's where yeah. I'm sitting.
5: Yeah. It it was what it was. It and it and it did its job.
4: So Again, like I said earlier, Andy covered a lot of the news tonight. So, really, there's not much use in us doing news of the week because everybody that's listening to this program, chances are they were probably listening to the Pro Wrestling Rewinds. I know the chat room was pretty full for that show, too. Um, I I do want to touch on a couple of things really quickly before we go to commercial break. Um, Matthew all Hardy? Yes, the the Matthew Hardy
5: thing. The fucker that can't... I swear to God that he's just trying to outdo his brother. Like Jeff, Jeff was busted for drugs a few times. Matt's like, "How can I outdo him? Get nicked once, twice? No, no, no. no. That's that's have my house full of drugs to a point where my girlfriend's scared, and he tells the police that he that that he needs help because he's not mentally right.
4: Well, you know, I was just thinking, you know, I know Jeff had drug charges and. You know, but he only got arrested one time, ladies and gentlemen, and it took two years, two years to the day, that he was arrested before there was a final resolution. Oh, he had that a TNA pay per view. Never mind. Uh, two years to get a final resolution in the matter, where he was slapped on the wrist and given ten days in jail and a fine. What he freaking do? Now, Matt Hardy's got to do one better. He got arrested three, count them, one, two, three, uno, dos, tres, three times in the month of September. Three times! And he also got his girlfriend a DUI or whatever was,
5: or... or, or no, oh, uh, uh, reckless
4: driving. Yeah, because she was trying to have a Russian hospital.
5: So, I'm not quite sure... What Marty's thinking, maybe he's trying to break the record for most arrests, God knows. But all I can say is thank God for his girlfriend, Uh, because if not, Marty right now would be somewhere in a ditch,
4: dead. You know, I've already chosen next week's song of the night for this program, and I'm going to dedicate it to the Hardy Brothers. Well, you you know, that song is going to be what's that? Wake me up when September ends. Because September is not a good month if your last name is Hardy.
5: Yeah, but to his credit, like jeff being been... Okay, I know Jeff's only been back for, what, a month or so on TNA? But he actually looks pretty healthy and clean compared to Matthew, I can't stay out of a car or keep my nose away from heroin. So, uh, and, and at least Jeff appears to have kind of accepted that he did wrong. Matt still thinks that he's a motherfucking superstar and he's only going to be out because WWE has to pay for it.
4: You know, I still feel like Matt Hardy is, you know, the boy that cried wolf, you know? I mean, he had that emotional YouTube video where he's crying and he wants to go back to being a star. You know, obviously, I'll give him props for coming out and admitting he has a problem. But am I the only one... And I feel like an asshole, but am I the only one that, when he said all that shit, just kind of rolled my eyes and said, "Yeah, buddy, sure, whatever you say."
5: Well, like on like when Matty puts it on Twitter, pe- uh, people are like, "Oh yeah, Matt get get well," and I and I put a tweet going, "Okay, yeah, Matt did that, but Matt likes to work the internet. Just look back to when the whole Edge and Leader thing." Matt Hardy knows know what to say because his fans, no matter what he says, no, no 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 matter what he does, are loyal to him. He could tell you that the sky is pink, and and his fan was was that it's true. He has a loyal set of cheeto eaters that will follow him, no matter where he goes, and no, no, no matter what he does.
4: He did, he did, and then he posted a fucking goodbye world, goodbye everybody, I'm checking out, and then he came back and said, oh, I did that in regards to the, my to my Matthew character fuck right off if he thing really is, believes that he's a fucking moron the thing is like
5: i saw an interview that uh that uh, ruby sky did with uh I can't remember who it was and she talked about that and she goes yeah matt told me that he's going to do a suicide note and i, and I was like and uh i was like that's that that's stupid don't do that and matt did it anyway so matt hardy not listening to anyone nowadays apparently Writing the most asinine things on Twitter and Facebook and whatever Matt Hardy is. Matt Hardy needs to go away from social media. That that should be part of his um rehab, rehab from fucking social media. Well, you
4: know what? Here's the thing. I think that you know he's entering a what a ninety day drug treatment program. Yes. That WWE obviously is is you know taking care of. That's that's something that they put out a couple years ago. That any talent, former or current that's ever worked for them, they will pay the bill for the rehab. And I think it's it's good that they're doing that. I mean, guys like Waltman have gone through the rehab. Hall's been through it several times. You know, if Matt Hardy can get help, then I'm all for it. You know, I used to think this guy had promise. I used to think he was a decent wrestler. I mean, obviously, he's not the spot monkey his brother is, and he was always in the shadow of his brother. Even though yeah. Matt technically was the better wrestler. I'll go on record as saying that. You know, Harmony used to have the biggest thing for Matt Hardy. When I first met her, like, James Storm and Matt Hardy were her two boyfriends. I mean, she just, you know, uh, those were the guys that she would have loved to have have, uh, met, you know. Uh, She had crushes on both of them. But the thing that kills me about Matt Hardy is, again, I don't know if this is a sincere plea for help or if it's just trying to work the Internet because he's done it so many times. But I will say this, I hope that Matt Hardy, and this is from the, uh, sincerely, bottom of my heart, I hope that Matt Hardy gets the help that he needs, and I hope that he can come back from this and revamp his life.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, we don't want to see a never-wrestler pass away due to drugs. I mean, you could compare Matt Hardy to Scott Hall, and you don't want to, like what, Matt's 32, 3, and his career's kind of gone downhill. Let's hope that he pulls his head out of his ass and gets the help that he needs, comes back, and, you know, starts earning a living once again in the best life because if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's, he's going to lose his money, his girlfriend, his fan, and loo- and then lose his life. Which we really... Don't want. So let's hope that Matt Hardy stops being an idiot and actually gets some help at once. Right? Exactly.
4: Exactly. I, I, I wish him the best, want him to get better, you know, but it is what it is. You know, time will, will tell if he's serious about it or not. Again, uh, you know, I, I know that I hate on him sometimes and I have a little bit of fun with it. I have a radio show and I'm supposed to be entertaining, and sometimes that's the way to be entertaining. And Personally, I really don't have a beef against Matt Hardy, other than the fact that he posted a fucking suicide note and then acted like it was a fucking gimmick. To me, that was kind of crossing the line a little bit. And I've had my jabs at Hardy in the past, but I've always given him a open forum on any show on this network. You know, he always talks about how the media is afraid of Matthew Hardy. Well, Trey and I opened the front door and said, anytime you want to come on, big boy, here, here you go. Let's go.
5: I I actually spoke to him if you remember earlier this year, And it was just before he joined with TNA, and he was he was actually meant to come on, on our show for an interview, but then he signed with TNA, and you know what TNA are like with talent and interviews, right? So we'll see we'll see in ninety days if if, if he gets his, his act together and and decides that he likes wrestling radio shows again. But uh, so what other news can I cover that Andy did not cover?
4: Wow, because... that is the cornucopia of question right there. What did he not cover? He pretty much covered everything. I mean, I, I don't remember him talking much about Hogan and Sting, uh, but a- apparently the plan is to still have the match. I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but it looks like they've kind of booked themselves in a the corner with Hogan leaving the company.
0: Yeah, I
5: saw. I saw on on the uh, Facebook page that people are bitching about that. Right, like they actually. Have to have that match, or a version of that match, because if they just, if, if Hope just fucked off right, and they gave it back to Dixie Carter without any kind of story behind it, wouldn't the fans bitch more? At least by having a form of this match on TV, it gives you a storyline reason for Dixie to be back in the company in charge. True. If you just end up, I mean, if, if she just turned up and goes, hi, I'm in charge now, how much would the IWC bitch about that?
4: Well, no matter what TNA does, they're going to bitch. you know. And, and granted, a lot of times it's warranted. You know, I try not to pick something apart unless I have a reason. And the majority of the times, I do have a reason for doing that. But I will say this, as far as, as the way they're portraying this, I don't know how Hogan's going to have a match. He can barely fucking walk. He can't take a bump to save his life or else he's going to get paralyzed. He can't drop the leg. So anything other than Sting grabbing him, holding him down, and pinning him, legit, I don't know how they're going to do this match unless there's some kind of substitution for Hogan and Sting beats the guy. But in 2011, my interest in seeing a Sting-Hogan match is nonexistent. You know, I'd rather go to the fucking nursing home and watch two 90-year-old men duke it out over a pair of Depends. That's how unimpressed I am with Hogan and Sting. Right, well,
5: and I, I mean, you know that I'm a TNA fan, and I agree with you. I really don't want to see Sting, Hogan, and that's why I believe it's not going to main event um, to Bound for Glory. I believe uh, Robert Roode and Kurt Angle's going to main event, which is great, Um and if we see the end of Hulk Hogan, I mean, Hulk's done some good things with TNA, done some bad things. But if, and like I said earlier, they, they have to have this match kind of, from a storyline standpoint, to make sense. I mean, they could they could make it some form of triple threat match, where Hulk just camps on the outside, comes in, goes to Brian's hosting and Stinker does a, uh, the uh, Stinger Splash or whatever it is, and wins it uh, like that. I mean, that's a simple way to have a match and give the, the, the company back to the Better I
4: mean, yet, I, I'd rather watch the the 90-year-old men fighting over a pair of Depends and then Ric Flair do a run-in and steal the Depends for himself. Woo! I think the funniest thing I actually saw was
5: the uh, the advert. For Lucha Libre U- USA. Woo! And <laughs> the commercial is, This is not your grandfather wrestling. And it's got a picture of, of an old guy that looks a bit like Hulk Hogan.
4: Right now, before God and everybody else, the Nature Boy, woo! declares these, his depends, because they were mine before they were yours. Woo!
5: Okay, Mr. Rick Fair in the house. Uh, what else do we have? Apparently, Rick said he's going to have surgery on his shoulder, no, sorry, on his elbow. Uh, I know that he said he kind of burst something in his in in his elbow, but apparently he kind of fucked his arm up. And he said that that he said in that that's due to him not working much. No, that's due to you being like fifty-five million years old, Rick.
4: And old men don't take bumps very well. Hey Crowley, can you imagine if the Nature Boy was dyslexic? Instead of saying, woo, he'd be going, ow, ow, which is probably what he's going to say after the surgery. Ow. Oh, what else do we have? Uh, I got a million of people. I just keep throwing shit at the wall. We'll see what sticks. Woo. TNA actually had a pretty decent turnout for their tapings.
5: Uh, They had 5,000 fans, 5,000 paying fans. Which actually isn't bad, considering they usually have what about one thousand at the impact zone. So that's uh, that. There is full credit to them. Um, did did Andy talk? Andy talk about uh, Jerry Lawler uh, dash Mark Henry being upset that they forgot to gimmick the table last week on Raw.
4: I think he briefly covered it. Yeah, he talked about Vince McMahon being irate and yeah, you know, which I think is a you know look. Here's the thing. The writer told Del Rio what to say. Del Rio went out there and did it. And for Vince to be that fucking pissed off over that is ridiculous. You know, I read reports that Triple H and Stephanie tried to calm him down all night. Dude, if you're getting pissed off about that, it's time you need to check yourself out. You know, Vince has lost his ever-loving fucking mind.
5: Like, I only did not hear the reference of Vince man's name. I had to go back and watch it.
4: Now he did say it. He did say it. I remember him saying it vividly. And apparently the 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 precursor to the storyline is that, you know, he is coming back and it's all a part of this Nash Laurenitis, and th- this whole shindig that they've got cooked up, which anyone with a fucking brain knows. But Vince got so pissed off about it. It's like, dude, man, you're going to bro- you're going to blow a fucking o-ring over this shit and it's nothing. It's a fucking storyline. Yeah, uh, pretty much. So
5: I'm not, I mean, I think Andy covered most news that I covered, so whatever's next up. Is it next up for a commercial break and then come back and talk some gaming?
4: It is up, yes, for a commercial break. We'll be right back, of course, and, and we're going to bring on the Sensational sequel, talk some uh, gaming. And I know that Crelly's got some stuff from Eurogamer he wants to talk about. So with that being said, we're going to take our break. We'll be right back with more Unplugged right here. On the SNS Radio Network, right after this.
1: Hey guys, what's up? This is Lauren Make and you are listening to JJ Sex Day on SNS Network.
4: Once again, triple dot headlocks to headlines.com.
2: When it happened, I was devastated. It was, um, I can't even put it to words. one of those things I mean to this day does get me emotional because it isn't you know you know it wasn't fun being that guy two legendary superstars one bitter rivalry that still resonates today
4: we're crossing lines where
2: it's going to get ugly I don't want to work with him I'm done I felt shafted by Sean now for the first time ever Get the inside story of what really happened in Montreal from the superstars themselves in this special DVD release Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross conducts the most in-depth interview ever done with these two icons as they sit side by side and discuss their storied WWE careers from their early days to the collision course that culminated in the most controversial match in WWE history. This comprehensive three DVD set is packed with career-spanning Rocker vs. Hart Foundation, Sean vs. Brett matches, and their complete Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. From friends to bitter rivals to their emotional reconciliation. WWE Home Video presents Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Available now. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer.
1: The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host ring announcer Shawn Beckerman brings you pro-wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old-school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time.
2: This community service
3: announcement is brought to you by our good friends at What Would Fans Do? So, uh, Randy, what did you think of the Eric Bischoff comments towards
0: bashing the IWC? He's in TNA. When does his opinion matter in the first place? (laughs) Total no-action wrestling. Well, Bischoff says the 10%ers, the IWC, are irrelevant. Also, he's in TNA. Does that make him relevant? Because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that many of the old WCW fans think he's way past his prime anyway. (laughs) Well, I don't know who's a big douchebag, Hogan or Bischoff. Let's not forget Laurinaitis. No,
3: this is, there is there is a difference to that. Laurinaitis is a cocksucker. <laughs> not a douchebag. <laughs> well, I, I do think being in a room with those three guys, Hogan, Bischoff, and Laurinaitis, it, it would be like doing rhythmic gymnastics through a swarm of bees. Like, no matter
0: what, it's going to be really painful. <laughs> <laughs> or being Vince Russo getting speared through a cage by Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, t i sucks.
2: This community service announcement has been brought to you by your good friends from What Would Fans Do. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a wrestling news live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway.
3: Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> Sure. Great. Give me a melt. M- my melt? Yeah. and am your girlfriend now. Uh, uh, I don't think this is working
2: out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family.
3: Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me your melt. M- my melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now.
2: Shit, bitch. Say hell you think you are. Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life.
1: Hey yo, say hello to the back guy,
2: Scott Hall. You're listening to the SNS Radio Network.
4: All right, we're back right here on Unplugged. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the mic, JJ All Cap Sexy, eh? and maybe I should put out an APB, or I don't know. Maybe we should. Uh, Get a picture of the sensational Sean on the back of a milk carton. Has anybody seen Sean anywhere? I don't see him in chat. He's not on Skype. So I don't know what happened to Sean. Uh, I he, think it'll work. If anybody has I, seen him, uh, please let him know that we're looking for him on the program.
5: Yeah, he posted on the, on the SNS fan page, please, someone please tell J.D. I'm still at work. I should be home a little before my segment, hopefully.
4: Uh, well, no. we may not have his segment tonight. I mean, I can, I can. We'll go ahead and start things off with you on Eurogamer, but uh, we're going to be wrapping the show in the next thirty minutes or so.
5: Okay, that's cool. Well, basically, I went to go to London today, and I got to play like, literally the first game that I played when I went in there, and the first game that I saw was WWE 12, and. Um, we had like we had to pick out. We had Zack Ryder, Alex Riley, Del Rio, Miz, John Cena, Randy Orton. Have I said have have I have I already said the Miz probably. Um, and my first game, I was Zack Ryder, and I, no one told me that every single submission hold can make can make you submit, and I wasn't
4: paying attention to to the game. Oh, and oh, i was, oh. 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 Crelly tapped like Sammy Davis Jr., bitches. No, no, um, Zach, Ryder, I was Zach Ryder, and I was facing John Cena. But you, yeah. you, you were playing as Zach Ryder, which means yeah. you, you, you tapped <laughs> out like Sammy Davis. Don't make excuses. Don't give me the shit John Cena's got 150 overall, and Zach Ryder had like a 20. No, no, bitch. You <laughs> tapped out. You did it. It was your fault. Yeah, well, I tapped out like, a miniature chip. Like, chin lock. The most asinine... Like,
5: like you know how on, like, this year's game you would just, break, like, wiggle the sticks and you break it? I didn't do that. And I literally tapped out within, like, a minute.
4: Be like, a man, Crowley. Come on.
5: <laughs> be a man. So then... So then I went back again and I was, um, I was CM Punk. No, I, I was Andy Orton and the other guy was CM Punk. And what I've noticed that this game is just so much more fluid than the, like the, like the last year's game, much much more of a fast pace. And it, it's, and you know how on this year's game it's kind of like you, you're like, you feel like it's your go, then it's their go. Like, you don't feel like. Uh, you can, like, make a sequence. It's, it's, it's you go, you go, you got that. Well, on this, there's no sequence. Like, it's so open. And, I mean, I was
4: getting my ass kicked, and I had got a finisher. And out of nowhere, I struck with the OCHEO. Curly, I just want and, you to know, if you wiggle it more than two times, you're playing with it. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean,
5: the game is just so much more fluid, They've got a new uh, a new pinning system where you go hold down X or A or whatever it is, and then it moves it up the bar, and then you have to let go of X or also oh, press A to get it in like the, the little um, little blur, like orange section, and then to kick out. And basically, that means that even if you're absolutely destroyed, there's still a chance of kicking out. And I got hit with two go
4: to sleeps and i like so much kick out i mean this game is going to be a fantastic seller does anybody else find it ironic that crelly's been up for 24 hours yet he got hit with two go to sleeps there's irony <laughs> in there somewhere i you know <laughs> isn't it ironic but, don't you think yeah it's pretty pretty much is ironic but it's um. like Alonis Moore said ironic man and but before we go any further crelly i want you right now to say on this program that you tapped out to John Cena. I want it right now. You tapped out to John Cena. I did tap out. Yes. Uh, Superman destroyed me. No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. I, Chris Kelly of <laughs> headlocks to headlines.com, tapped out to John Cena. I, Chris Kelly, tapped
5: out to John Cena.
4: I, Chris Kelly, of headlocks to headlines.com, tapped out to John fucking Cena.
5: I, Chris Kelly, of headlocks to headlines.com. Tapped out to John fucking Cena in a rear n- naked uh, choke lock. Whatever oh, it's called, cool. but yeah, I mean, could it could have been worse. You could I, have been rolled up. Uh, this is true, but I also got to play around with the create arena, and it's so simple to use. Like, if you're good at you, uh, if you're really good at doing uh, create wrestlers, it's just like that. puff apart, apart from for the arena, so that's a feature. That I think will be really good. Um, in terms of game game modes, we could only play. We we could play single matches. We could play a triple threat match. We could play a triple threat extreme rules match, and a hair and hair match. And like, like I said, when when you play the like the triple threat match, it's just like more fluid. As as you know, you you can break up every single move. Um, do you remember last year there was like a one of the um, superstar abilities where if you were next to the ropes, if you press triangle, you would just roll out.
4: Uh, the, well, yeah, that well, was one of the uh, that was one of the perks that you could do. It was uh, yeah, yeah, you know, escape a uh, ring escape. Yeah, that's now limited. You now uh, if, if if you have that on your character, you can now only do that three times. And I think that that really. I think that's a good idea. I think that that really balances the game out because there's nothing more frustrating than playing online against somebody that's got that perk and you get ready to go to, to pin them or hit a finish and they're able to roll out of the ring and they do it multiple times during the match. That's bullshit. I like the fact that they've limited that. that that's a good that's a good sign.
5: And also, uh, like if someone tries to be a bitch and go out them back in, they've actually slowed down how quickly it takes you to get in the ring like some some guy tried out to me and ran Dorton and but like I, was, uh, he, I had my I have my my finisher up he rolled out not knowing that of course this year it's your, your your finisher so he rolled out and then tried to roll back in but for some reason he didn't know roll back in he went on the apron and I hit the spike DDT. so I mean this game is going to be a fantastic seller and it's. It's just so much that they fixed from it, and like there's there's little things like like you can't now bash buttons to kick out. You have to hold down X and get in the bar and
4: see. I always did that though. I never button mashed. I always held down the damn thing, and got out. I mean, mm. so to me, that that's gonna. I, I like the box moves around. It's not in the same place every time. Um, I like the fact that. That's the way they're going. I know there's going to be a lot of people that bitch. Oh well, I should have been able to win that. You know, well, hey, it's more challenging gameplay. It makes it more fun, in my opinion. And it also makes
5: it more um, kind of open to you, like to you kicking out. the The box size changes depends on how much you 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 that, that you, that you be beating up. So, and there's a perk where um, if you press up whilst you're being pinned, oh. it makes that box a bit bigger. So it increases your chance of kicking out. And, of course, you've got the wake-up taunts, You've got the uh, comeback moves. And, uh, like I say, it's, it's all good. The only thing that annoyed me was in Del Rio's entrance, the car being on the stage. That looks kind of weird. It should be on the side.
4: But, well, but that's something over- that's something they aren't going to change anytime soon. They would have to really yeah. do some major revisions uh, to fix that. I mean, it's just like the JBL car it was the same way, you know, in the limousine up on the stage. So you know, I mean, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Recycled JBL entrance.
5: Yeah, other games I got to play. I got to play um, Ace Combat Evolved uh, Assault um, Horizon. That was a that's a really fun game. Um, I got to play Assassin's Creed uh, Re- Revelations, Batman Arkham, uh, Arkham City, which is graphically stunning by the way. Great game. I got I got to play Battlefield. Battlefield is going to be the top third uh, of, of the year.
4: Well, you know, I, I got to be honest. The, the two games I'm looking forward to the most in the month of October, and I'm getting both of them, is going to be Arkham City and, of course... Saints Row the Third. Oh, Saint! Oh, I got to play Saint Saints Row the Third. Just you know, um, just, just 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 for the sheer fact that I'll be able to run down the street and hit people with an RKO or a fucking you know spinning DDT or just beat the crap out of somebody with a big fucking pink dildo. I mean, really, that pretty much sums it up. You know, you, you, you've got you've got a stable of gangsters called the Luchadors. You know and there, I actually have seen footage where they actually have in-game wrestling matches where you can participate in a wrestling match. I mean, really, this is Grand Theft Auto meets WWE. So, granted, this game is going to be kick-ass. I mean, you know, let the dildo beating begin, ladies and gentlemen. If you want a great game that like that's not a wrestling game
5: but has wrestling in it, they are releasing Dead Rising 2 off the record. And it's basically a spin-off of Dead Rising 2. But you've changed character, and the first mission, you actually have to wrestle six zombies in a steel cage match, and like you, and you can do um, the RAN Terminator, you can do a spinning D T onto a chair, you, you can do a um, gr- uh, a gr- uh, press slam. You, it, that game's gonna be freaking sick. But um, that wasn't that unfortunately. But like I said, Battlefield is fantastic graphically. It's stunning. I got to play Qu- uh, Call of Duty uh, Modern, War- Modern Warfare
4: 3. Is or it is mean? it is it wrong of me to actually want to beat somebody's ass with a dildo? <laughs> I mean, how fun would it be to literally grab a big fucking 14-inch pink dildo and beat the living shit out of people? Beat it them, depends, like, it, beat them like they thing. owe you money. Beat the fuck out of somebody with a fucking dildo.
5: Is it... If, if his name is The Gay Avenger,
4: right? That's stress relief right there.
5: Like, but, yeah, that, 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 like, that game is really good. I mean, the crashing of the cars is good. I, I was driving around, and I got bored, so I got a, a big old, um... I got a big old lorry, and I gave this person a full head-on crash, and the woman came flying out of her seat and hit him to my car. The actual person came flying out of the seat. But, I mean, that was a great game uh, i did it i did get to play on dance central 2 but there's no
4: video footage of it so that will not be making the rounds i got to i got to play Gears of war i'm calling three. bs on that one you're telling me you got to do some dance central stuff where little crelly is dancing around and there's no video footage yep oh that's bullshit right there <laughs> that's just fuck, fuck that Next time, you better get footage. And we're putting that no, shit no, no, on the no, SNS no. page, buddy. No. Uh, i want to beat your I, ass oh. with a fucking, fucking pink dildo now. God damn, man. You fucking deprive us of dancing Crelly. I mean, we've already heard singing Crelly. I wanted to see dancing Crelly.
5: Well, they, they had a picture of me on, a uh, on Facebook of me dancing with someone dressed in Mario. So that helps. I got to, play, uh, I got to play Halo combat role. That is freaking awesome. I mean, you know that I'm not really an Xbox guy, but that is a fantastic game. Join um, the dark side, Crilly.
4: Buy an Xbox. Do it.
5: No. Uh, I got to play um, th- uh, I, um, the, uh, Legend of Zelda.
4: was okay. Uh, Crelly, I got Crelly, to- if if you were Indian, and I don't mean East Indian, If you were Native American and you lived in a tribe, your name, and I'm dubbing you this now, Dances with Dildos.
5: Right now, I am flipping you the bird, JJ. (laughs) You actually can't see it, but I'm flipping you the bird.
4: (laughs) Dances with Dildos.
5: (laughs) Uh, I got to play uh, Skyrim. Um. It was okay. I I didn't get to play this, but I got to see people playing Star Wars uh, Old Republic. Um, it looks okay. Uh, I'm not really a fan of that game type. But if you're a fan of Star Wars and the Old Republic, give it a go. What else did I get to play on? Um, I got to play on um, the uh, new UFC game, which is basically WE12, but in a cage.
4: And you don't get to beat nobody up with dildos either. Yeah, and I also got to play Uncharted 3. So. Because really, nothing says UFC like Brock Lesnar beating the shit out of Shane Carwin with a big pink dildo.
5: I did try and find out if Brock Lesnar's in WWE 12. And the guy said that he was contractually not allowed to give me an answer. Bastard. Well,
4: consider this. None of us really know... But it's obvious that something's going on because THQ even leaked the fact, someone in THQ leaked the fact they were working on in-game models for Brock Lesnar. Now, whether they're talking about WWE 12 or whether they're talking about the UFC game, uh, bottom line, THQ is the same company that does both games. Put two and two together. There was a news report not too long ago about Heyman and Lesnar signing some sort of deal with WWE. Hmm. I mean, think about it, folks.
5: I did. I I did hear a rumor that apparently Macho Man's going to be in this year's game. That's what I.
4: That's I've, what I heard. I've heard that rumor, but you know, time will tell.
5: Because of course, isn't it? There is uh, twelve spaces yet, yet to be announced, of which six are divas. I mean, I would not be surprised to to see people like Macho Man in it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Brock Lesnar in it. And, uh, like I said, it's a great all around game. I, I can't wait for them to, like, to to actually play on it, and I'm looking forward to the brand new uh, Road, to, Road to WrestleMania. Because, like, uh, like I said, graphically, it's just fantastic. But uh, I, I see that Sean's back in the chat room when he's missed his fucking segment, so Sean, full <laughs> of fucking.
4: He's going to have to do this thing next week because we're going to be wrapping the show up here in about 20 minutes.
5: Well, I'm I'm pretty sure that if he speaks really fast, right? Because we 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 know that like last week it, t- it took him, like three hours to do a segment. If he just talks extremely fast, he can get it done.
4: Well, no, yeah, look, 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 look. I'm 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 not mad at Sean. He's obviously working, and he wasn't able to get here, and that's fine. We'll just do it next week. But we actually do have about literally ten minutes before I got to wrap this show because I got to get harmony. So I'm I gonna- know.
5: I know Ashley went to Game Fest, so Ashley might have some views on WWE 12, since I know that he got paid on it as well.
4: Okay, well, i tell you what, I'm open the phone lines, and I'm only going to take a few calls. So, 501-588-7957, and literally, guys, 10 minutes, and I'm rapping. So, got to run.
5: But yeah, like, like I said, WWE 12, that's just going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's just so fluid. And that is one thing they that you can tell they've worked on there are quite a few glitches still. Um I know when I went to the top rope and the guy like the guy was kind of on the outside but underneath me I would jump and I would glitch through the ring. Really? But yeah, it was kind of uh weird. But I see we got a caller, so
4: let head to there, shall we? Head head to the phone lines. Right, if let's, you will. Let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this?
5: Hey yo guys,
1: it's L train
4: L train what's on your mind, dude?
1: Oh man. Um, first of all, I gotta say we've already got line of the night right there. Um just, let the dildo beating begin, ladies and gentlemen. That freaking had me dying right there JJ.
4: <laughs> I try, man. Um, I try.
1: Oh god, and uh, well heyo yo to you and uh dances with dildos over there. How you doing uh Charlie? Really?
4: Right now,
5: both of you are getting the bird shipped towards you. <laughs> <laughs> Dances with dildos. I love it.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, you say that there's no uh, footage you play Dance Central 2. Uh, Don't forget, man, that's a connect. I'm telling you right now, if anybody's listening to this show and they work at Microsoft, that thing records you, man. Go ahead and upload that on the Internet. Maybe you can have uh, JJ pull up uh, Crowley's little singing of the Power Rangers theme. Just mesh that together. Instant YouTube hit right there.
4: No, no,
1: no, no. No, No, not at
4: all. Dances with dildos refuses. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. I'm I'm getting off off track, man. Just uh, two real uh, quick questions, and I'll be done for the night. JJ, uh, I was watching SmackDown and uh, heard a little recap uh, going into the tag team match uh, tonight between. uh, Air Boom, or oh, I'm sorry, uh, Jamaica Me High, or Flight 420, whatever we're calling them now, uh, and uh, then taking on the Usos. Uh, how did you feel about that? Uh, seeing the Usos lose tonight, um, you know, considering I think uh, you know you've gone on before saying that uh, you know you think that they would have a pretty good run as a tag team champ.
4: I think they're the top babyface tag team because they're a legit tag team. And they're legitimately talented. And I'm tired of seeing two mid-card guys kind of thrust together in a tag team. Now, granted, with Miz and Truth, I understand where they're going, the direction that they you know, were going to put them together, and I'm okay with that. But Kofi Kingston and Evan Bourne, I mean, you know, kudos to Evan Bourne for finally winning some gold since being in the company. But the Usos are the last legitimate tag team that you have in this company and quite frankly should have been tag team champions a while ago they should have been the ones to beat uh, mcgillicuddy and otunga but it is what it is and i i think that you know they need to build some sort of a program but i don't think that they're going to get that run as long as jamaican mihai who just got off a of flight 420 um <laughs> they're not going to get that opportunity i mean let's be honest
1: yeah, as a sucker. I mean, we know how talented the Uso's are, so it, it, that's just a damn shame. Um, uh, as far as my last question, uh, it actually goes to you, Crowley. While you were at the, uh, the the gaming event, did you get to try anything on the PlayStation Vita at all?
5: I did, but I was literally there for a minute because the queue for that thing was two hours long. So. Oh, okay. I literally got to sit down. Some guy talked me through it, and then I was out. I didn't actually get to play play on anything. I just got like a brief overview of it.
1: Ah dang! Now, now I guess as hot as that thing is uh, becoming, um, hopefully there are more good impressions out there for it. But uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, I got off the phone. Um, I've been I've been enjoying the past uh, four uh, hours of uh, that's coverage going from Andy on on uh Pro Wrestling Rewind to you guys. It's been entertaining. So um well I'll catch you guys in about a month on Friday. And I'm not gonna be able to I'm gonna be an archive listener with a new volunteer job I got. So I'll be um being live on Friday that much, but I'll still be catching on.
4: Alright, man. Sounds good.
1: Alright, uh peace, you guys, and Crowley, watch out where you're dancing, man. Don't let those dildos trip you up.
4: Alright, El Train, you take it easy, buddy. <laughs> Keep uh, dancing, think- dancing, dancing, dancing. Keep dancing, dancing, dancing. All right, we say goodbye to L-Train. And uh, before, we, before we get to our last call, I want to go ahead and uh, bring on Ashley. He's been waiting patiently. Ashley, what's going on?
3: Uh, um, I'm sticking the middle finger up at everybody else in the chat and you, JJ. Me and Chris both got to play with the penetrator.
4: Well, goddamn, we got the Dances with Dildo Brothers <laughs> Although, over there.
3: my 15-minute demo was ruined, considering halfway through the Xbox 360 went blue screen of death. <laughs> 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 wow. Oh, good old, good old beta demos and going wrong. Oh, I love it.
4: Oh, that was a nasty
3: experience with THQ.
4: Amazing. The best
3: one was with WWE 12. Got a triple threat Extreme Rules match. With Undertaker as the computer, the guy sat next to me as Randy Orton and me as, who else would I choose, CM Punk. Bain, mainly just to hear Cult of Personality because I'm too addicted to that song. And I like it, I, but it, it's,
4: it's overplayed now that Punk's got it. I mean, good song, but yeah. now that I hear it every Monday night, multiple times every Monday night, it's like, oh man, come on.
3: I didn't mind it being in the video game. I was like, this isn't going to be in the, it is in the video game. Get it. Um, there was a little glitch in there I think uh, a chair got put in the turnbuckle and when we walked next to it, it started wobbling about in the ropes and then just flew it up in the air like a rocket, never came, it came back. back, don't worry
4: <laughs> <laughs> some, some kid that nosebleeds got wiped out with a fucking steel chair <laughs> yeah
3: and then, dramatic irony I, because it was Xbox 360 controls and I'm not used to 360 I was basically just doing strike attacks I was failing at it miserably And the guy next to me was building up for his RKO finisher. Right trigger at the right time. Reverse the RKO into a roll-up. Undertaker swung his chair and it must have hit, you know, Australia or something. And I somehow got the sneak win. Get in.
4: Well, you know what? At least you didn't fucking tap out the John Cena.
3: No. Oh, I made sure he wouldn't be in the match. I made damn sure. Fucking
4: dances with dildos over here can't say that.
3: Yeah,
5: don't, don't blame me. It was a Cheeto eating Cardium fan that chose Johnson because that guy's not pinnable in that game.
4: It's a glitch in well, the game where if you're facing her, the
5: pinnacle option
4: is disabled. And your skills allowed you to get fucking submitted. So quit bitching. <laughs> yeah. You tap, bitch. You tap. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, what else did I get to? See? I, well, I didn't get to play on most of the games because the queues were like two to three hours long for all the big things like Modern Warfare 3 and Battlefield 3, but I did get to the Modern Warfare 3 press conference. They showcased the same level that they showed at E3, but then they also showed the uh, London level, Mind the Gap, which, God, they they like doing controversial stuff that, you know, everybody that hates games will just strike on, because there is a scene where the Russians are on a train, tube station or whatever, and they're going through on a train, and they're mowing down innocent people on the uh, platform. Oh, wow. And they're chi- they're kind of comparing it to the seven seven stuff, which is it was nothing like that. But right.
4: so <clears throat> overall, what was your experience? Because we got to we had a wrap. Oh, very good. Um, the the
3: one that really impressed me the most, prototype two, looked really good. Really, especially because the um, the guy said, "Look, this is alpha. This isn't even beta, and there are some technical screw ups, or as he likes to call, fucking awesome moments." That is a technical term. I love it. But, yeah, overall, very impressed. I can't wait till next year. And next time, get a press pass so I can dodge all the bloody cues.
4: Yeah, no shit. No <laughs> shit. We'll definitely try to get you hooked up with a press pass next time.
3: Sure. Okay. Well, uh... mm. I see somebody else on the line, so I'll bid you adieu. Uh, night, JJ. Night, Penetrate Adildo, man.
4: <laughs> all right, Ashley. Thanks <laughs> for the call. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's go back to the phone lines for our final call tonight. Uh Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this?
0: What's up, guys? Sorry I'm late. That way you're, uh, you're only an
4: hour late, don't worry. <laughs>
0: I'm
4: I'm getting word from uh from uh no, I'm going to say I was, was going to say I'm getting word from our legal department that this was the best gaming segment ever.
0: <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Actually, um I do. I do have a little gaming, right? Quick. Um, the reason why I'm late tonight is we had a Mortal Kombat tournament at work, a 20 man triple elimination uh, tournament, and it happened to be one of the best tournaments I've ever witnessed in my life. Awesome. But uh,
4: you got to get to the point, Sean. We got to. We got to wrap.
0: Sorry. We had a guy come into the game with two losses against himself, and a guy who came in undefeated. The guy with two losses actually took the entire competition uh, by winning three different matches in nine rounds. So amazing tournament we had. Uh, the winner got $50 uh, gift card to GameStop, a free tournament. Absolutely fun time. Sorry I'm late, guys. Next week, you'll definitely have me right here. As long as nothing happens, I'll be right here.
4: Thanks for the warning. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, and, I was like Sean's AWOL. I don't know what happened to Sean. And they always, he left a message on Facebook. I'm like, oh, okay, well, there you go. Sorry. It's okay. It, it happens, man, but that's alright. We're on a limited time. Anyway, I'm fixing to be going about 110 down the fucking highway in a minute. So to to pick up harmony. So, um, really final thoughts on tonight's show. Hope you guys had a good time. As far as cliff Compton goes, I'm not really sure what happened there. Uh, maybe we'll see about getting him back on the program at some point and find out what happened, but, uh, not really sure what happened there, but I'm glad you guys tuned in tonight. Crelly got any final thoughts.
5: I'm awesome. I am not dancing with Dylan, man. That footage will never be seen of me dancing. JJ, you suck. Showing you a late. I'm awesome. Good night.
4: Well, there I you go. I something here. <laughs> there you have it. Dances with Dildos and his final rant on a plug for tonight. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere, there has to be footage of Crowley dancing with Dildos to Dance Central. It's got to be there somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> there I'm, not, I'm not buying it. I, I think it's there somewhere. I, I think that there has to be footage. Absolutely. You won't find it, though. You won't find it. <laughs> and really quickly as we're wrapping, welcome to Unplugged. Hey, what's going on? What's oh, on God. your mind, man?
1: Hey, what's up? Not, not just calling in. Uh, I took a break this week.
4: I hear okay. you. I hear you.
1: I was wanting to know, uh, you guys... uh. I was listening to the show. You guys didn't talk video games tonight, really? He's Sean, playing Gears
0: Sean, of War Sean. 3 right now.
4: I we, am
1: playing Gears of War 3 right now. We,
4: we did I've talk been a little Gears bit. playing Gears of War
1: 3 almost all week long.
4: You missed it. We've been talking video games about the last 30 minutes. We were talking about Eurogamer.
1: Man, oh, me, that, WWE. Yeah. I heard the WWE 12 talk, yeah. Sean, Sean, where were you? I've been
0: at work, dude. Sorry. Oh, all right. Uh, That's-
1: Understandable.
0: Uh, no offense to the network, JJ. I did any of noises, but work kind of comes first before the network. Sorry.
4: Absolutely. Hey, I, I completely understand. But I tell you what, guys, we got to wrap. I got to go. So on behalf of the fucking foreign kid, Dances with Dildos, Chris Kelly, headlocks to headlines. Com, the sensational sequel, Sean, and, of course, Charles Shane from Cause.ws, I'm JJ Sexy. Guys, you've just been unplugged. We'll see you next week for another rousing edition of unplugged. Good night, everybody. U4L.
0: Hopefully, not arousing. U4L, I'm sorry for life. That's
4: what the dildos are for. <clears throat> Right now, Crelly wishes he had footage of him dancing, so he would never have been called Dances with Dildos. Right
0: now, matrimon, right Crelly, are you sitting on a dildo in the sitting room?
4: Right now, Sean is actually doing the gaming segment in his room, by himself.
1: So what you're saying is Sean's in his own playing? Oh.
4: you wiggle it more than twice, you're playing with it. Right now, J.J. Sexay wishes he had a big purple dildo to beat the sensational Sean with. Stress relief, people. Who doesn't want to beat somebody up with a big fucking dildo? Really. Right now. Oh, you need
1: a big, giant, two of them,
4: Don Bronx in the chat room. He says right now, JJ, you need therapy. No, I don't, Bronx. Not right now. Maybe tomorrow, but not right
1: now. DJ is actually doing 105
4: on the first. He will in a moment, but he's not right now.
0: It's not like with yellow
4: Right now, Harmony's tapping her foot because J.J. is late picking her up. Thanks, guys. I'm waiting for my show to end. Stop bugging me, Sammy. I'm going. I'm going right now.